0: shovel
1: kill
2: Big Big One!
1: Player one! Ready? Go!
3: Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land on which the Sin HQ and the studio stand, the Roaringjary people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the lands our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country.
2: Hey, let's <laughs> Four, three, two, one, player one, ready, go!
3: Hello everyone and welcome to Player One On Sin, it is your gaming show that you get, we talk about video games, we talk about a lot of things that are also related to video games. I'm James and I'm joined in the studio with both Alex and
1: Connor. How are you guys going today? Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? I'm good, I'm good.
0: Yeah, me too. Good day. Ready to talk about some games.
3: We do have a lot to talk about. Obviously, we've got our news, we've got our new releases to talk about, we've got the playlist, you know, what we've been playing over the last week. Um, stuff talking about what we what we actually played during our COVID lockdowns and like how do we find games to play? Those are the types of topics you're gonna to be hearing throughout the show today. But of course, sometimes we do talk about some things here. So there are some numbers that you can call up if you do need to reach out and grab a hand. Those numbers do include, if I get them up, the Beyond Blue. At 1-300-224-636. The Kids Helpline at one 800 Q Life QLife Helpline at 1-800-184-527. Now, guys, we're starting the show. Do you, do you have an idea of what something we do here?
1: Well we, talk, well, we talk about video games. I thought you made that very clear earlier. Yeah,
3: I, I, I hopefully I I made that much clear. nailed
1: everything. But like, if you want to listen to us talk about video games from previous episodes, go check us out in the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni. And James, I've got to tell you Yes. I know you're an iHeartRadio kind of guy, yeah. but they don't have Player One. So if they don't have Player One on their platform, they're not a good podcast platform. And social medias, the the Instagrams, the TikToks, we're on there. We can and if there if there is a social media platform that doesn't have Player One on it, guess what? James, you wanna tell me why? It's not good enough. Damn right. But jumping into it, we've got our first song of the night. And you know what? Listen, everyone loves a bit of Mario Kart, right?
3: Yeah, Mario Kart's a good... If you you have a Switch and don't have Mario Kart, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know what kind of Switch you have.
1: Probably none at all. But we've got Sweet Sweet Canyon by Ryo Magamatsu, Atsuko Asahi... And Shiho Fuki, uh, of course, and Yasu Yasuaki Iwata from Mario Kart 8 uh, uh, Deluxe OST. That was a lot of names. It You're was. listening to Player One on Sin, guys. Through the Motions
2: by Kermang is the song that you just heard, guys. You are on Player One on Sin, my name is Tom, and I know I wasn't here before. I don't know what the host did, what they said.
1: Michael transactions brought you back. I, I I bribed him with an Overwatch Two Battle Pass.
2: Classic. I do love that. I do love Michael. He and I get along really well. You know, I feed him, nurture him, take care of him, rub his belly, give him little scratches. Uh, he he kicks me and hurts me. It's it's great. Uh, I love Michael, but that's not the point, guys. Play one on Sin. Joining me in the studio today, we have Connor, Alex, and James, where at the start of the show, outside of playing music, we also talk about the news, which is crazy because there's so much news in the world of video games. There, There is. There is quite a bit of news that does happen in the world of video games. and It always feels like as well that like way more news happens in the week, but I, I get to writing it and I'm like, oh, actually, that that doesn't feel like that much happened. Some of these I'm like, oh, yeah, that was this week as well. <laughs> I don't know, have you guys had a read-through? Do you know what I'm going to talk about?
1: Oh, I know what you're going to talk I'm gonna
2: about. I'm going to hit you up with these. Cause... I
0: have one thing that I'm very keen to
2: talk about. Okay, cool, because I, I, I wrote this out, and I've written it in my, like, my cadence, so I have to steal it. No one else is getting this. Ready for this. Overwatch 2 has announced their newest hero, an Omnic tank named Ramatra, who is the leader of the villain's Null Sector, who simply wants to save his Omnic people, which is a very... Strange premise that they've really set up these big bads, and the plot is like an allegory for racism. I think it's like mildly charged. I don't know. I don't like it a whole bunch. I don't know what if we. I don't. None of you guys are really Overwatch stands. I I like watching the the all the cinematics that Overwatch puts out because they had like a like a very it was like a PowerPoint presentation level of 2D cinematic. For this release.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, all the. I remember seeing every single Overwatch thing that they do really good video cinematics. Video cinematics. Yeah, like, typically, I've never. Yeah. Blizzard
2: always does that. i I played, like, the game a total of five minutes. Yeah, like, um, Diablo has fantastic cinematics. Uh, Warcraft has fantastic cinematics. It's a. Uh, it's just all of that, like, blizzard stuff. But that's not the point. Next thing a new Pokemon has been announced for Pokemon Go that makes an uncatchable appearance in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Gimme Ghoul lives in a chest of coins or roams around looking for more. You can find this, like, a little blue tack thing, was kind of how I described it in our chats, which is, uh, I don't like it. Controversial take. I don't know if you guys have seen it.
1: I'm gonna re. I, I'm, I'm sure. Okay, yeah, no, that. It, it looks like the blue tack that's stuck on my wall. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100% there.
2: I don't like it at all. You can check it out. It's an our player one, message chat. But uh, next one, Final Fantasy sixteen devs talk about why the game features mostly white characters. Uh, for them, they say it's because they want it to feel realistic.
1: That sounds like an excuse. Yeah.
2: Also, like, there's magic and there's Sephiroth. And, like, I'm... what? it's just, it's such a strange premise oh we need to keep the realism it's already detached from reality it's not like it's not like we're watching like big brother final fantasy that was the only reality show i could think of master chef final fantasy
0: i would enjoy watching master chef
2: is a reality show or a
3: cooking show
0: it's a reality show because it's all drama as well like it's like you know I don't, I feel like, I don't know if like, this is just a fever dream, there used to be like a MasterChef house as well, where all the contestants were Yeah, 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 to live. They, that's
2: what they did, and they, um, and they had, they like, got the opportunity to like, pre-cook some of their stuff and like, test out recipes that they were making and stuff, yeah. and um, hang out and be chummy.
0: I would love to see mm-hmm. reality shows with video game characters in them.
2: Oh, we did this on the radio once, Jay and I, when it was just hit, Jay and I, we had a, hypothetically speaking, which reality show would you want to compete on, and which video game character would you want it to be against and we both said we wanted to compete against link in the voice yeah that that would be quite that'd be free free win ah yeah. yeah can't do anything
3: <laughs>
0: speaking as someone who's a love island fan i want to see a love island with just a bunch of random characters i think you, okay. you want to see really all, all
2: different kinds of characters
0: like, i think get there's, like,
3: together.
2: there's a, yeah. a a like a a namco love game where you can like uh, get relationship with Namco characters. And one of the characters is, uh, oh, I can't even remember. It's like the little spaceship that shoots up and like f- flies around. Galaga. Yeah, you can get you can have a relationship with Galaga. All
0: right, on me I'm sold. guys, Send go me.
2: find it. Um, so after the redesign of PlayStation Plus, Sony suffered a loss of 2 million users. So 2 million people stopped using PlayStation Plus after the change.
1: So this is specifically with the subscription model of like the, like the Game Pass style model yeah, that they
2: offered? which okay. I don't understand.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't get so that either because you're getting... I actually think that it's great value for money.
2: So here's what I think happened. Uh, I got PlayStation Plus two years ago under the promise that it was 50% off for a year's subscription. Which is like really, really good value—fifty percent off a whole year subscription—and it ran out right before they added the new three. Yeah. So I wonder if that's actually the reason that we've lost. Because like you can still have the old model for the same price, and you don't. don't There's no difference. So that's my suspicion.
1: Just get the whole thing for the retro games. What what about this one? This
2: is a fun one. Racer Ross uh, Chastain secured their place in NASCAR history and further races in NASCAR by pulling off a technique only normally seen in video games. So I don't know if you guys saw this.
0: I saw it. I'm very keen to talk about this. Okay, go for it. So, now, NASCAR's not really my specialty. A lot of my friends are very much into F1. Mm. And I have tried to get into it, and I just found it was so boring because... In F1, there's stretches and they just all drive around the track and it's like, wow, they are staying in the same order. And then there's one stretch where they might be able to like open up their um, like the things on the back that make them go a little bit faster. And then it's like, oh, they're going to take over and then nothing happens. Right. And they just keep going around the track and nothing happens. So when stuff like this happens, it's really exciting because in any car race like now, it's like, how fast can a car get? Yeah. Like, we've kind of reached a limit where it's, like, they can't get any faster. So I'm assuming NASCAR is somewhat similar. As I said, I'm not super So NASCAR with tracks
2: are circles. That's yeah. That's it. There's so n- there's like...
0: not even, like, that much variation. So what
2: happened was at the very last lap, uh, Ross was not going to secure their place for the next, like, level of success. I don't know much about NASCAR either. Um, and right at the last bend, you have to slow down to make it onto, like, the top of the circle and then back around. Uh So what he did, final lap. And he drove into the wall, keeping his speed. And, like, the wall kind of is made out of a material that you're supposed to slide off and bounce off. And he hit it at the right angle that he just kept going with his speed around the track. It was,
3: it was like, abso- like if you're going to drift in Mario Kart, yeah. like, that's how you do it in a NASCAR <laughs> And race. the thing is, it
0: got so many people watching it. Like, you said you're not a NASCAR fan. Yeah. I'm not a NASCAR fan, and I saw it. And I was like, and that so cool. But
2: also, like, because he, he was able to take a, uh, like, uh, get in front of all the other racers who had to slow down.
0: Which is why... We need to add like Mario Kart style acceleration pads to yeah. every car race. That's yeah, true. That's, yeah. that's 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 totally,
2: that's that's really good for
0: OHS.
2: <laughs> Imagine you're just like on the track cleaning an accident turn and you go, ooh. <laughs> Flips aside, but also like uh, he thanked GameCube for the the move afterwards. Love <laughs> that. That's what he said. Yeah. I so, that. I respect let's that. I respect that. Microsoft records a loss of nearly 20% of an Xbox's value after each sale of the console. So they said yeah. they purportedly lose a bunch of money. This is something they've talked a lot about, but now we have the kind of the exact numbers. Uh, and. Yeah, I think it's because of game deals they actually secure a lot of profit and stuff like uh, the subscription the Xbox Game Pass.
1: They make their money off people joining their ecosystem rather than console sales.
2: Uh, And one last thing, EA has secured the rights to make three Marvel games, including an Iron Man one. Uh, And EA thanks the success of their Star Wars titles for this new acquisition. Guess,
1: B- boy, that's, uh, that's, that's very questionable given their track record with I Star I think I can Wars. name
2: two Star Wars titles that are successful. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Squadrons. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was really good though. It yep. was,
1: but let's not let's not hash over. Well, over I think because they're
2: single player games, that it's kind of like oh, Marvel, don't worry about the multiplayer ones. Yeah, just no, don't worry about, about, about them. Yeah, we'll go to single player. What okay. about some games? Who what are we all coming have... up? Who's doing it? Oh,
1: uh, listen, I've already. Come take it away. Oh, I've chugged about fifteen generic energy drinks, fifteen cups of espresso, um, maybe and a couple of cans of uh, generic soft drink just to get me through this because there's a lot here. Um, okay. Now, coming on November 8th, a little to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, you know to the left, to the left, uh, coming to PC and Mac Arc Ultimate Survivor Edition coming to Switch. Now, who remembers Arc Survival Evolve coming out in 2018 for the Switch. One of the worst ports ever made. Rush job. This is actually going to be a much more improved port in theory. Um, Football Manager 2023 coming to Xbox Series, XNS, Xbox One, PS5, Switch, PC, Mac, iOS, Android. Apparently, different versions uh, depend on your console. So, the Switch and Mo- Switch, iOS and Mac are going to get a touched version. There's a separate version for mobile and there's a separate version for consoles i don't understand why they do this but they just do it anyway um and then also on the same day seafood coming to switch and then oh the big one for for november 8th sonic frontiers coming to xbox series X and S, xbox one ps5 ps4 switch and pc R- raise your hands to the roof who's ready for the blue hedgehog Yay! Yay! I don't care. I've never played a Sonic game in my life. This is going to be my first here. Oh. And then November 9th, Thursday, November 9th. Well, more like Wednesday, November 9th. Who put? I wonder. Oh good boy, typos, guys. We got this on. We got this on point. Oh, Dinosaur Discovery coming to Switch, and then on the same day, God of War Ragnarok coming to PS5 and PS4. I'm Get those God excited, of War, so
2: excited. excited.
1: God of War fans in the house. There you go. That's my own blue haired individual. There you go. There you go. And then coming on Thursday the tenth of have November. Any hair, though. Oh no, I he talk doesn't betray
2: us maybe
1: oh
2: he does he's gotta be at that count
1: well speaking of speaking of characters that don't have hair coming on uh November tenth we got the among us of v r coming to metaquest p s four p c using v r headsets so if you want to play hide-and-seek using VR, that's that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, Escape Academy, Escape from Anti-Escape Island, coming to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, and, and PC. J- Jurassic World Aftermath Collection coming to Switch and PC... Uh, no, not PC, Simulator. Police Simulator Patrol Officers coming to Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5, and PS4. And then coming on November 11th, we got the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection coming to Xbox, X, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, PS5, PS4, Switch, PC. And um, listen, it's not coming to Stadium. Because that's dead, um, but it's going to the Atari VCS. Anyone have an Atari VCS?
2: No. Not no.
1: At- that's good, because it's a piece of crap anyway. Um, Chalk Guns coming to Switch. Fluffy Horde coming to Switch. It's Kooky coming to Switch. T- Tactics Ogre Reborn coming to PS5, PS4, Switch, and PC. And then next week, November 14th, we got It Takes Two coming to Switch. Pixel coming to Xbox Series X and S, Switch, PC, and Mac. And then finally, Somerville coming to Xbox X, X and S, Xbox One, and Switch. So many X's in there. I really jumble up those X's.
3: Yeah, you just need to go into the X... Area, I don't
1: know. The X-verse. <laughs> the X-verse.
3: <laughs> the X-verse. Cool. The X-verse. But do you know what, what doesn't have any Xs in it at all?
2: This next song? Nah. It's It's got a D and a B. and B, Drum and Beans by Jukio Kalio and Daniel Hagswam. This is part of the Fall Guys Season 5 original soundtrack. Guys, you're here on Player One. On Sin. Yeah, yeah, it's on Sin.
3: And the song that you just heard was Boyfriend by Payday. Guys, you're listening to Player One on Sin, and it's time to talk about what have you been doing over the past week? What has been your playlist? What have you been playing? What have you been enjoying? I was
2: just thinking about this. Uh, James, this is really crazy. Uh... That this is okay, so we just heard Boyfriend by Payday, which is a part of the SYN Sweet Sixteen, which happens every Sunday at yep. five PM. Yep. You can find the playlist for yep. that on syn.org.au s y n dot as well. You can also find that on Spotify. I'm not gonna spell that one out. S P O T A F Y Yeah, like com, I think. Um and or dot T V. That'd be funny. Um and Those, when you put them together, that's called a playlist. Now, there's a word in that, play. That's what you do when you play a video game. And I was thinking, this idea that you're doing, like you asked us what we've done this week, what if we call it the playlist? It's like the collection of the things we've been playing. I I feel like at
3: this point, of Mm -hmm. every single episode we do this, you're just fueling... Because you came up with this fun. <laughs> just I did, I did, just it. now. Just, just now? Just the now. playlist. It's never been heard before in any be a other show.
2: segment. We should do this every week. Yeah, um, we totally should. What have we been playing this week?
0: I might shock a lot of people with this. Oh,
2: go for it. You say League do- of, let me of Legends. Know.
0: I did play League. Oh. But I also played another game oh. that wasn't League. That,
2: do- that did surprise me.
0: Yes. It's called Project High Rise. Oh, it's, I haven't heard of that one. It's a, it's a kind of 50s 60s like um, graphics like style like that kind of thing and it's basically you build a skyscraper and it's kind of like if you've ever played Tiny Tower it's the same viewpoint. So it's kind of oh, yeah. like city skylines but it's a high-rise tower
2: okay so it's one single tower yes and you build like the rooms in it and And you can build like
0: you know like um apartments and Mm -hmm. offices and like hotels and food and stuff you have to manage like if you put like a food store next to like a retail store the retail store will complain about bad smells and if you put an office in the middle of a bunch of retail stores they'll complain about the noise and it's it's like a management game. But can you um, move them?
3: Like Yes, you can, are?
0: but it does take time. Like, it's not just like, oh, I'll just move this now. You have to actually, like, build a mover's office and, like, you might risk, like, a little loss of prestige or something.
2: Are you really good at it?
0: I'm... Trying to hundred percent complete it, and I'm on ninety eight percent at the moment. Oh,
2: so there's a completion. It's not like a forever game, like.
0: I mean, it's a forever game, but like you can do like if you do scenarios, if you make a certain amount of money, like all the achievements, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, okay. What's the last few achievements you haven't so got? So
0: there's a bunch of scenarios. and You have to get gold medals in them, and I hate scenarios because I don't like being told what to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I have to complete those. I'm getting those gold medals slowly, but slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. So I've been playing that. Cool. And also league a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. With that's the League fair. Worlds stuff.
0: Yes, which I'm very excited to talk, talk about.
2: about. You might have noticed some tracks I put in before and after it, but we'll yes, get to that. Yes. Conor, what about yourself? What have you been playing?
1: Okay, so in the spirit of uh, dressing up last week as the titular Bubsy Bobcat. Yeah, I, I
2: remember. Yeah,
3: it was so oh, it was a really good...
1: Oh, yeah, I threw out some Bubsy quotes, the fa- some famous quotes there, but I actually got a little bit nostalgic. So oh. I I broke out the PS3, and I found my copy of Bubsy 3D, and I played, I played maybe six or seven levels of Bubsy 3D, which is more than I could ever say should be allowed at this point.
2: <laughs> um, How many levels are there?
1: There, Hold on. He's counting. There's, a, a, there's actually quite a few. I think there's like 24. Oh. So as much as Crash Bandicoot 3. Okay. Wow. wow. But
2: I definitely haven't played any.
1: But that's not an achievement. No, no, that's no. like a bad thing. Because I kind
2: of imagine it like kind of like the the second Mario Kart, how or the first one, how there's like heaps of courses, but it's really just like they have four courses and they're kind of just like it's the same textures across most of them.
1: Well, unlike Bubsy 3D, there are no textures. it's yeah. just plain. It's just like bright colors. Every yes.
2: Yeah. Um. And Bubsy.
1: Yes, that's the most detailed thing in the game. But I played. I played that for about maybe three hours last week, and every time I play it, I always think, like, I always think, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad, you know? But then
3: you, but then you get back to on it. the... I get man, back it was... into
1: it, and I'm like, okay, no, I see. No, 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 it's <laughs>
3: definitely it's worse than before, um, but... is just slowly getting worse every time you yes, replay the every game. every
1: time I replay it, because I don't have patience anymore, yeah. I'm just like, no, I'm done here. But in terms of other games, um, Actual good games. Um, Persona 5 Royal on Switch, slowly getting through that. I'm up to about the 15-hour mark, Um, still 85 more hours to go. I've heard it's a long game. It's a very long game. Um, And God, We we have the theme of Aussie games here every week. Um, I've been playing Hand of Fate 2 um, on my Switch, which is a very good game. I've been enjoying that, just trying to click through my backlog and get it all done with. And occasionally dipping into some Crash Team Racing here and there, because you know what? I've already completed the adventure mode with every character once. Um, I'm going to do it again, except this time I'm really going to go hardcore with it and I want a Platinum Relic every single track with every single character as their default stats.
2: I think, like, Team CTR is one of my favourite games of all It's time. so
1: good, but it's so frustrating when trying to do the Platinum Relics. Like, I've already... I've spent... So, I've, I've done... I've 100%, well, 101%ed the game with Crash already. Mm-hmm. I'm... Up, And I'm halfway through with Cortex.
2: Oh, there's so much to go.
1: Oh, there's like 57 characters in in CTR Nitro Fueled. But James, what have you been playing specifically here? What have I been playing? Well, of course,
3: I've been playing Splatoon. Um, But other than that, um, another game I played this week, I went back and redid a Ocarina of Time randomizer. So, if you don't know what a randomizer is, essentially, it's a normal game, but every item is not where it's supposed to be. Um, so, it can make some very interesting ways to play it. and, like, you can set, have certain settings so that, like, the door of time is unlocked at the start of the game. Um, you can go straight to being an adult. But its it took me two hours to beat the first dungeon because I couldn't find any type of item to beat any type of dungeon like it
2: took yeah two hours to find do you play with the setting on your randomizer so that it doesn't have a version of the game that you can get you get locked out of being able to finish that, that's part of the generation
3: yeah. so it works in uh, spheres I believe it's the, te- the term they use so that it can't, it can't you can't soft lock you, it yeah. is beatable but that one item you could need could be in a grotto to the bottom most corner of the map yeah and you gotta find it. Yes, it is literally it's it's in finding needles in a haystack, and there are multiple needles, and there are multiple haystacks.
2: That's what my parents always said. Don't go looking for needles, <laughs> um, because you'll find a haystack. Yeah, there's one other game I have been playing.
3: Um, was Genshin Impact because the final um, quest for that came out, and my god, it was a. Awesome quest. Is this you... what this next song has to do with? It is, but Tom, before we do that, just I've been
2: playing the greatest game of all time, Fallout 76. Uh Shaoki Nokami, the Prodigal, is coming up next. Uh, that's part of the Everlasting God of Arcane Wisdom Phase 2 from HoyoMix Genshin Impact Original Soundtrack. Oh, this is ominous. It is. It's a it's a good it's a good quest. You should check it out. Or check us out. Play one
3: on Sin. We've got some things to talk about, you know. There are things we have to talk about. There, the song that you just heard, yeah, was Tunga. But Sophia, I'm, I'm, I, I was just, I was trying to fix some issues earlier, so but I'm kind of lost for words.
2: Right we're now. aware, we're aware of the, uh, the, the humming noise that's coming through, and we're just trying to work out where it is or what's
1: making it. But we're still working through having a fun show. Well, Tom, I think I know what's happening here. Oh no. What is it? Michael Transactions is trying to ruin Player One again. Yep. Oh, They're making right. us pay for each
2: frequency. Exactly.
1: He's trying yep. to make us pay a microtransaction for good sound quality. That's oh,
2: true. Uh, most people know my, uh, good microphones and good sound quality should be free. But Agreed. at Michael Transactions, he's trying to capitalise on that, make some capital. <sighs> I'm just I'm reflecting on a time when I didn't have to worry about the studio's microphones or anything. You just well, had to worry about your own. Yeah. Well,
1: when you're saying when we were in COVID lockdown a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah. Just reminiscing nostalgic almost for the games that I played during that. You know what we should do right now? What? We should talk about the games we played in lockdown.
1: Oh, I, I okay. I got plenty there because I actually discovered a lot of what I play now during lockdown. Interesting.
2: Because that's um, also something we're going to talk about next. Oh. And I'm going to pretend like I didn't pre-write it like I always do.
1: <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I think probably the most profound, like the the best game I discovered during the COVID pandemic early on, and it's become one of my favourite games I've ever played, um, was Deadly Premonition. Now, Deadly Premonition is not a good game by any stretch of the imagination. It is a god-awful game that is low budget. Um, It doesn't work. The the mechanics of the game don't work. The the, um, animations are horrible. The voice acting is hilarious, but it's the story and the characters that make the game possibly one of the best the best examples of storytelling and plot twists in video games.
3: That whole piece of dialogue was a plot twist in itself.
1: Yes. Um it's fantastic. I do highly recommend it for it it's going it's one of those games that you have to play, even if it's just once. Um, just to experience how weird it is. But Deadly was,
2: Premonition. Yes. Where that, did you play it?
1: Um, So I played it on the Switch and I discovered it back in May of 20... Well, I knew about it previously, but I purchased it back in May of 2020 along with Death Stranding, which was the other game I discovered during the COVID pandemic. And I love Death Stranding to death, no pun intended. Um, But those two are sort of my big standouts in terms of that time frame. Um, But I'm going to say... There's one other game as well, um, Lumens, which was a puzzle game which released initially on the PSP, and the remastered version is released practically everywhere. Fantastic rhythm-based puzzle game. I think one of the best ever made, but that those are sort of the three that stand out to me. Um,
2: so, okay, so Deadly Premonition. Yes. You can get on the Switch, yep. uh, on... PC, uh, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360.
1: Yes. The best version of the game will definitely be the Switch version, because that is the only version of the game that can reach up to 60 frames per second. Okay, the PC cool. version's not great.
2: So, little known fact about me, I got COVID. Wow.
3: So Do, you during- mean, oh, wait, wait, No, well, that's
1: well, nothing. new. N- well, yeah. okay. No,
3: no, no. Let me clarify, because I also got COVID, but it was after- So, it was, was after, it during it was the not, lockdown, was or not was not it during after? during the Melbourne
2: lockdown, it was after. Okay. I say Melbourne. I guess Victoria had part in it. Well, the okay,
3: whole no. world had,
1: had, had time. Yeah, pandemic. but we
2: we it was different times for like different countries and stuff and uh, different parts of the world. But no, um, I got it not during the lockdown. I'm gonna talk about that though because there was one game. It was only one game I played when I had it, and it was Bloodborne. because uh, I had the PlayStation Plus thing, and they had a few games that were given away, and I was like, oh, I tried to play Bloodborne when I was a little kid, and I little kid quote marks, and I could never beat it. Uh, So how about I play it now because I want to try Elden Ring and I'd feel bad about myself if I just picked up Elden Ring and I was like, "Uh uh-huh, goodbye, Bloodborne, leave you in the past. So I picked it up and um, it is amazing. I played it to completion throughout my sickness and do not regret it. I often, like, reminisce, like, I remember when I was so unwell I could play a full week of Bloodborne. It was like so so much fun, which is definitely not how most people's COVID experience goes. No, mine was I
3: was I was stuck. I could not play games. I had a headache so bad I couldn't do oh, yeah, any I, video. I,
2: games. I would wake up uh, and be awake for like four hours, maybe, then go back to sleep. But like I still like crammed in as much blood fun as I could because I'm a little rat, a little rascal. But it was it was like the peak of my life. Blood bond.
0: I also got COVID and then pneumonia from that.
2: Oh, no. That's if much worse. If you were
0: listening two weeks ago, you might have heard that I still struggle with stuff from that. I spent a lot of time on my Switch. What were you playing? Obviously Animal Crossing because, you know, Animal Crossing released, then COVID happened. Or vice versa. Who knows?
2: <laughs> that, that was like...
0: <laughs> they were linked.
2: One,
3: one of the most unusual best timing like, yes. but, like that's not something you can predict to happen. Yeah. Unless, like, you saw, hey, the, the French or whatever, the pandemic happened in 1919 or 1920. But it's going to happen the again yeah. in 1920. Yeah, the Spanish flu or whatever it was.
2: Like, we know uh, 100 years later. It was in the 1920s, later. but it wasn't It wasn't the same year span. It wasn't 1920. Yeah, but, like, yeah. unless you have insane prediction <laughs> skills, like, I don't know,
0: maybe, but, yeah. maybe
2: Nintendo has that.
0: Animal Crossing I obviously played a lot of Coffee Talk Amazing Game Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes I talk about it all the time I played it through And then also um, The Sonic On a Switch Like the old Sonic games Sonic right.
2: Mania Did you play? use that
0: To Is- play them? It's, a, it's got all the games on it. I think does. I don't know.
1: Um, I'm no, at Connor, I like I, I not what you are referring to, like the Sega Ages collection with like Sonic One, Two. Yeah,
0: because I know I had it on a DS, but I didn't have my DS on me. Because they oh, okay. always
2: re-release the old Sonic games, so I don't really have a quality one. I can be like, that's it. And the mobile port's apparently really good.
0: Yes, but yeah, so I played a lot of that during COVID.
2: So you had COVID too, James? I did have COVID. There's a room of COVIDers, but we're past it now. You know,
3: <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. <laughs> we're no, we
2: no COVIDers, but like no longer
3: having the COVID. It's it's gone. It's gone. It's gone like a ghost. Oh, we're doing that. We're doing that. Yes, Go on, go gone. Straight next song you're going to be hearing is "Ghost," although there isn't any O in this ghost. It's just an open and closed parenthesis by Micalia. Um, I don't know to say that. Like, Macallia That's from the Bayonetta Three original soundtrack. Guys, where are we? We're in play one
0: on sin.
2: Yeah. No confusion. Uh, alternative take by Ezra Collective and Koji Radical. Guys, we're here. We're on play one on sin. And I'm sitting here having a great time uh, just reminiscing about the last segment where we talked about uh, when we had COVID, which wasn't a great time. But in that time, Connor, you played Deadly Premonition, and Alex, you played Coffee Talk. And I was like, well, what, how, do, how does this even come up in your life? Where do you go about your day where you're like, oh, I'm just going to play Deadly Premonition? What, what kind of thought in your brain occurs?
1: Well, I knew about Deadly Premonition well before I purchased the game Mm -hmm. because there is a YouTuber um, who previously went by Jim Sterling but they now go as James Stephanie Sterling um, who used to work at Destructoid and they would talk about Deadly Premonition quite a lot because it was one of the very few games they gave 10 out of 10 for not because of the gameplay itself but just because of the story and the characters and the style of the game. So I knew about it. And I knew it was a bad game per se, but I'm like, I want to experience this for myself. Okay. Um, And that's how I would discover games. But these days, I think probably the best way to really discover games is basically through Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, because, you know, currently... With Xbox Game Pass, I dis- I discovered and played through the Yakuza franchise. Um,
2: Smartest idea you've ever made in your oh, entire life.
1: Oh, 110%. I, I freaking love Yakuza. Um, but as well, um, dis- well, not discovering, but eventually getting around to um, each of the Dark Pictures Anthology, um, which has been such a highlight every single year for the past three years of my life. Um, but also as well, you know, just hearing things along the grapevine, um, you spe- specifically bad games from my end. Um, the Angry Video Game Nerd was always an inspiration for playing bad games, yeah. Bubsy 3D being one of them. Um, but, you know, just seeing YouTubers play these bad games, I'm like, oh, is it really that bad? Like, is it really that bad? And I'm like, oh, this is god-awful. But,
2: that actually reminds me a little bit of, I-, I won't talk about it for long, Death Stranding. How yes. A lot of YouTubers didn't like Death Stranding but I think maybe YouTubers didn't like Death Stranding because you can't really make content out of it.
1: No, it's not a YouTuber's game.
2: Yeah, whereas it's a great game. So it's like, why did so many people not like it? I think it's because it doesn't have, like, showmanship, like, to it. It's just a... It's a it's a game experience. I it, don't know, yeah. It's
1: it's a movie. Yeah. It really is just a movie. It's like someone
2: took, a, like, a screenshot and was like, look at how fun this is. It's just Norman Reedus really walking th- with a backpack. You'd be like, oh, okay. You don't really get it when you just watch it, but yeah, okay, not fair. the point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you beat me to it. I was going to talk about how do we find the games we play, uh, and that was actually a really good, great description. Thank you.
1: But I think as well, I want to speak. I want to hear from both yourself, James, and Alex, because um, obviously modern day Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, we we have those av- avenues, but when we were younger when did we hear about games and what encouraged us to play them? Because that's a whole different story within itself. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to assume most of you... Well, I'm going to say two out of three, I definitely know are younger than me, because I'm, I'm 25, nearly turning 26. Are you so, pointing at me? I'm pointing at James and Tom, so... I'm going to bet Alex is older than you. Well, are you 25?
0: That is... A woman <laughs> never tells
1: her age. There we go. There we go. But... I just want to sort of understand, like, the context of how you found games when you were younger, because that's a whole different thing compared to now.
2: Yeah. So, like, I guess, especially myself, when I was in, like, primary school and, like, mid-high school, the internet really wasn't a fantastic place for finding games. Like, I think it was around when I was in my third year or second year of high school was when youtube's algorithm changed to benefit video game youtubers so it wasn't like an amazing channel to find games you wanted i just heard i'd be like at school and someone'd be like oh i saw a cool ad on tv or oh i'm enjoying the new pokemon game or am might just show up one day it just like my parents would buy me a game and be like here you go enjoy this so as okay. someone
0: oh as someone who had dial-up internet until i was 11 i didn't really play many games and, but I have very strong memories of my friends sitting me down in grade five and um, literally they got a piece of graph paper out and they were colouring it in they were showing me how to build a nether portal in Minecraft, which was a game I did not own and I could not download because I had dial-up internet. But that is how I discovered games and also from a show that some of you might remember certain show on ABC3. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 <laughs> Which yes. is
2: instrumental yes. to, I would say, nearly every Player One cast member I've ever met.
1: Um, Well, I've, this might be a first for you, Tom. I've actually never watched Good Game. There you go, Nearly oh. every, nearly every. Yeah. Going, nearly going. I, actually,
3: I didn't actually ever watch Good Game, the main show. I watched Good Game, Spawn Point, it was the main place I watched stuff. Yes. Yeah, I think we're all exactly. too
2: young.
1: So I actually... I grew up with G4, which was sort of like the American tech channel kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a show called X-Play, which was an American-based video game show that would, that kind of filled in that void for me. Um, G4 did have a revival fairly recently, but that closed down as well. But I'm going to say from when I was younger... Um, how I heard most about games was you had the rumors through school about, you know, Grand Theft Auto games and hearing that, oh, have you played GTA San Andreas? Or, oh my God, have you seen like, uh, GTA on PSP? I'm like, wait, what's a PSP? And then hearing about that and eventually seeing yeah. an ad for it.
2: I think like, I talk about this often, uh, Call of Duty is like an older brothers or a cousins game. Yes. It's like, why is this game so successful still? Everyone I meet says COD sucks now but it's because I feel like it's the game that as a kid you see your older brother or your cousin play and you're like, I want to play that. And it's just had this, like a wave of generation like it's just moving slowly. It just spirals down. It's like you just pass it on. And like people, some people stay for some games. You know, I don't know any cod YouTubers anymore but I'm sure they're, they're still sticking with theirs you did not see where I was going with that
3: no because no.
1: Tom you were spiraling out of control into Spiral Mountain by Grant Kirkhope from the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Remix oh, I love come Kirk on Kirk you up. missed that by a mile away you're listening to Player One on Sin with James, Tom, Connor and Alex woo and what you just heard was it's Not A Home by Mountain Nadir, a part of Sin's Sweet 16 playlist. Go check it out, Sunday Suites, at every 5pm, every Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James, Tom and Alex. Guys, you know, it's, it's nine o'clock. We're all getting excited. Well, let's be honest. It's nine twelve. Um, but let's get excited for the top of the hour. What's the top of the hour? Well, I tell you that it's nine twelve p.m. But also, I tell you where you can find us in the app, in the podcast, realm, the Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcasts, the Spotify's, the Omnis. As I said before, James, if it's if the if it's a podcast platform that doesn't have Player One, what is it? It's not good damn right and you know we're on we're on the twitters we're on the instagrams we're on the tiktoks on the social medias now alex i want you to tell me if there's a social media platform that doesn't have player 1 on it what is it Terrible. Exactly right. Right <laughs> on the money there. And what do we have coming up? Well, you know, we got the we got we got some esports desk. I've got like I've literally got a desk ready that just says esports on it. And then we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. That's going to be coming out soon. Everyone's a bit hype about it. Um, Tom wants to rave about Todd Howard and talk about how uh, Fallout Seventy Six was sixteen times the detail. Um, but you know, let's slow things down and despite despite us being in the studio we're all we're all excited about being here we need to also understand that um, we all, all all of us here and anyone this everyone listening is going through some It does have some issues happening. We don't need to know exactly what it is, but we know that everyone will need some help in some sort. And I just want to provide you with some helplines that if you are struggling in any way, shape or form, they're going to help you in any way they can. That is Beyond Blue at 1300 224 636. Um, Kids Helpline at 1800 55 1800. And finally, Q Live Helpline at 1800 184 527. But, hey, we've got another hour of really good content coming up. And Alex... You you obviously have a familiar familiar um, familiar understanding with this song. Please tell me. Um,
0: Yes. So this next song is something that really is exciting. I'm hyped. It's it's the start of something great. We're going to be listening to "The Call" by Etta Hayes, and it is the world's 2022 finals opening ceremony live version. And where are we? We're on play one. Where's that?
2: Mm On sin.
0: I Still Feel Down
3: by Pink Pirate was the song that you just heard. And right now, you're listening to Player One. On sin, I still feel down. That, that reminds me, That's probably how Faker feels. What? Who's
0: oh, Faker? Sorry. we is it time Oops, for this. the esports desk? I
3: think it might be. Go for it. It's all yours. There's, there's been, I think there's been a fair few events, and this is, this is go, this is go time. This
0: is go time for me. So I, I know it's the esports desk, but there was a very big event. Five point one million peak viewers on a weekend. Oh. And that was. Um, the League of Legends, World's Final. DRX versus T1, the underdog versus one of the biggest teams in League. And who came out on top? That's right, the underdog. It was an anime-style story with key players being Faker. He's one of the most well-known names in esports, not just League, but in esports. I think he's
2: the like the biggest esports player of all time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: V- and on the other team was Deft who started at the same time as Faker went to the same high school as Faker but has had not the level of success as Faker like not as well known yeah which and is crazy
2: cuz one thing Deft didn't do that Faker did Faker dropped out
0: True Should true have dropped do. out yeah. Anyway,
2: continue sorry Anyway
0: so <laughs> and then on T1 side as well we've got Carrier who used to play with Deft in and because they are you know Um, Deft is an ADC, Carrier is a support. They play together in the bot lane. You know, they have more of a relationship between players than, you know, players in other positions would have. And Carrier promised Deft, like, world's title. And then this year he said, I'm sorry, Deft, but I want it. But Deft got it in the end. Anyway, it was a five-game series. Amazing. Silver Scrapes in a world's final is always, always fantastic. But every game was action-packed. No one knew who would win. It started out being like 80% of people thinking T1 would win. And by the end of game four, it was almost 50-50 split on who would win. And then DRX came out on top. It was... Did you guys watch it?
3: I did. Unfortunately... I did not. What, what day was it? it was Sunday. Yeah, no, yeah. Sunday. I was I was busy the whole the whole day. I was busy.
1: I am sadly not an esports man, so I'll, I'll throw a, you guys take over on this one. Yeah, I was running my own go, tournament go on Sunday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was crazy. I think the last game as well was the hook. Yes. For me, it was it was it was what really sold the competition because so for those who don't know, the league worlds is a best of five for the very last game. But if you're the upper bracket, if you came into it not as the loser, you automatically have a win. Right? Is not is that how it works? No. Oh, that's, how, that's a different game then.
0: I think you were thinking of Dota?
2: I don't know. Or something? Lots of these false well, games in my life. But it's best of five.
0: How about we give the overview of DRXs? Because um, okay. that's, that's more of an underdog story. So basically, DRX and T1 are both teams from Korea. T1 had an amazing season. They breeze through, like they came second overall to G, which won um, the Korean finals, and then they breezed through straight into Worlds. Meanwhile, DRX, they came in sixth, so they barely made it into like playoffs and they didn't do super well, but they somehow won the games and qualified for Worlds into the play-in stage. So they had to play against all the wildcard teams, basically compete with everyone else for four spots.
2: And they also, they were very public about not doing well in yes. practice.
0: And they were just, and they, their jungler was known as like a coin flip jungler because if he flipped heads, he would play out of his mind. Amazing. And if he flipped tails, he would literally drag the whole team down with him. So it was this big thing. And then, so they struggled through and they made it through um, play-ins and then they went through groups and then they just kept going and going. And then it was DRX... Against Gen G. Gen G being the winners of um, the LCK. Big thing. Everyone expected Gen G. But guess what happened?
2: They guess lost. What? They lost. DRX won.
0: DRX won. So it's T1 against DRX. And everyone goes, oh, pff, not T1 against Gen G. So it's, you know, pretty easy win for T1. But then DRX, they just went whew, amazing. It was amazing the way they played. And you know, I think it was T1 won the first game, and then DRX won, and then T1,
1: yeah, and then, and then DRX, DRX,
3: and it was down then to the final game. It was
0: the final game.
3: Yeah. See, as someone, and you would also relate to this time. As someone who runs tournaments, like getting to game five is really what you want to see, especially in finals. Like yes. that is like peak peak esports, especially like yes, it's really amazing as a player, but from
2: behind-the-scenes perspective, it's also really exciting as well. I think as well, like, for a lot of our non-esports fans uh, with the recent Australian Football League Grand Final with uh, Sydney Swans versus, oh, gosh, Geelong, right? Yes, yeah, there you go, uh, I watched it live. Sydney forgot to show up.
0: I was there and I forgot what happened.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, it wasn't fun. When a game, If a team just wins, they just, like, it's like, oh, okay, by the halfway through, you're like, yeah. It's...
0: Yeah, fans started walking out and stuff. This was, like, edge of your seat. No one knew who was going to win. The Baron Steals by, like, you know, Guma Yushi on Varys, just the arrow, the blind arrow into the pit.
2: Yeah, the bl- like a b- brief window of vision and then just, like, shot the arrow in and secured that, the Baron yeah. Steal, which it was like T1 although the game was so 50-50 it really felt like T1 just had that bit more of an advantage that it was going to be their win but every team fight there was a bit of a peak that DRX really still had a foothold I felt and then yeah and then there were some tears at the end
0: yes there was i think the in game 5 when um carrier as karma he stepped on a Caitlyn trap and basically got 100 to 0 in like yes. 1 second yeah it was very big and that was a very big thing i think I understand why he cried. I was crying with him. And then when, at the end, when they had to shake hands and he hugged Deft, I was on the train to work, struggling to contain my emotions. Um, It was just, like, I am a T1 fan. I've always been a T1 fan. I did not mind who won because I I wanted Deft to win. I wanted him to finally get the recognition he deserves. But then I also want Faker to get another title. But I was also worried that if Faker did win, he would then retire which i don't want so maybe you know
2: maybe he won't retire yeah the maybe faker. if he just
0: doesn't win he just won't retire and then like we can just keep watching him
2: that, but, that might be like the spark that really ignites my passion
0: yeah the, the fire to the, to the, the fuse? fuse
2: featuring jackson wang is the song that's coming up next it's part of the league of legends x 88 rising uh for worlds this is like Another song that they released alongside it. Guys, you're listening to Player One on Sin. Stay tuned. We've got a great show coming up. Uh, Yeah, that's that's what I say.
3: (laughs) And the song that you just heard was Golden by Lucinda Chua. Guys, you're that.
1: You can't speak today. Player
3: One! That's it. That's it. That's what I was going for. Player One.
2: That's whenever I meet people, I go. They're like, oh, you do radio? I'm like, yeah, I'm on 90.7 FM. And they're like, oh, you, wow, you really do have a voice for radio. Oh, I wonder why I'd do it. Anyway.
1: Yeah, because okay. they they realised that you got the face for it too. But, oh, speaking of lovely faces, um, God of War's coming back with Ragnarok, baby. Oh,
2: I'm very excited.
1: I I haven't played a God of War game in a while. I and mean, um, we're talking
2: about before with the releases this week, I was like, oh, I should have written... Also, Sonic, I guess.
1: Oh no, let's let's be honest. Sonic's going to be the highlight here. God of War with a very, it's going to be a very close have second. Have reviews but come out for Sonic yet? Um, let me do a quick. No, I don't think so. But I believe reviews have come out for God of War Ragnarok, they have. and they've been overwhelmingly positive. A ninety-four on Metacritic already. Okay, that's cool. I'm going to double check it
2: right now. But yeah, that's pretty big.
1: Like considering the, the um. The masterpiece that was God of War back in 2018, it did have a lot of expectations to jump in, but it could potentially be that I believe the Game Awards do sort of cap their Game of the Year nominations in, at December. Yeah. So we could have a very late Game of the Year nomination yeah, already. You know what they just- say,
2: God of War, Kratos, the Elden Ring Killer. Um, just a
3: quick thing on that Sonic Frontiers review. Oh, the reviews so, are out? No. Uh-huh. So, reviews, they're still on embargo until November 7th, 7, 7, 7 a.m. Pacific time. Okay, that's cool. So, today, we're going to find out. In a few hours. Yeah, we're going to yeah, find out pretty soon. We
2: might even find out tonight
3: on but, air.
1: James, you're going to keep track of that. What time is 7 a.m. Pacific?
2: 7 a.m. Pacific it's at time. the moment. It's four a.m. No, yeah. no, no. That's two a.m.
1: Nope, never mind. <laughs> that's two a.m. We're oh, not going to be here for
2: that. I'll put a message in the chat. Like, oh, I'm so tired. Also, Sonic looks bad. Apparently, huh? So yeah,
3: if you um stay,
2: if you if you want to find out reviews
3: for uh, Sonic Frontiers, uh, two a.m. tonight. If you want to, I'm sure there'll be a lot of videos releasing at that time exactly on YouTube scheduled. Mm. Um, explore oh,
1: hundred percent. But I can't believe they're doing that too. Oh, I know, but let's let's focus on God of War for now because that's what yeah. we want to talk about here. Um, okay, now I didn't play the 2018 God of War, but I have I've looked at enough footage. I've seen what there is to offer. It it looks like a masterpiece. The cutscenes are a masterpiece. Everything about the game is fantastic. Yeah, and Tom, I guess have. When are you going to sort of sh- give this a shot? This
2: game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for a midnight release. I've decided. I haven't done a midnight release in a very long time, and I've decided for God of all, Ragnarok we're doing it. We're running it back, baby. See, oh, I, cool. see I don't have a PlayStation. I don't actually no, have So this to is play the thing that drives me nuts. Okay, not drives me nuts. Drives me, it's the most me excited. The most excited. I don't know why I said that. Um, so I, I rave and rave and rave about the DualSense for the PlayStation Five. Right, is, yeah. is the greatest controller ever made, in my opinion. I can't write. Um, I've never felt it. No, and this, the thing is, it's not just about its layout, which is good. It's not just about its grip, which is actually, it's really good too. Um, the DualSense has extremely intricate uh, haptic feedback. And this, it's like always talked about, uh, like, you can trigger-sensitive changes... Oh, I smacked my microphone. Uh, the r- controller vibrates is. in different ways and in different spots. There's a game that comes with the PlayStation called Astro's Playroom. Yes, uh, teaches and, you everything. And as you boot it up, there's an animation of little blocks falling into place, forming a controller, and you can feel the blocks on the controller, like... It's, it's mind-boggling how they got it to feel like this. And in God of War... Uh, 2018, one of the things people love most is the Leviathan Axe. When you throw it and you recall it, it's very satisfying. It's apparently one of the most satisfying things in the game. You know, you throw it, it comes back and you're like, oof, you really feel it with how they've animated it, the sound design, and the gameplay mechanics. But we didn't have a DualSense back then. This game has been made for the PlayStation 5. I want to feel the Leviathan Axe smack me back in the hand with this controller. And I, I, I there's just some un- there's some divine force out there calling me to play this game just to be like, okay, uh, hi, uh, father and mother, Thomas uh, O'Brien, uh, I'm just playing the PlayStation in the living room and go back to bed, it's fine. And then they hear me go,
1: oh, it's <laughs> the sound of the control, that, it's it's sound it's, it's, it's satisfaction. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a not safe for work sticker on that one, but... but do we know what sort of features are coming with the haptic feedback controller uh, with God of War
2: Ragnarok? That's a great question. I actually haven't looked into it, but I, I should.
1: Because I know that no, Resident Evil Village did have some haptic feedback um, controls, and that was actually very good. I'm, I love any sort of game that really utilizes it well. So... God of War—it's very exciting. I do. I have been. Da- I have been contemplating. I've been kicking the tires on playing God of War twenty eighteen, but I think I really do need to because Ragnarok looks fantastic.
2: It does support haptic feedback, okay. and I realise that it it, sh- it has to because God of War is, is selling with a controller as well. You can buy a controller for it. Yeah, that'd be sad and, if it didn't. That, that yeah. would
1: be that would be kind of sad. But you know what I just um you know what I realised, Tom. What's that? Uh, that uh, you know what kirby has a soundtrack specifically kirby star allies which is kind of disappointing but i you know what, this is a good song uh forgot oh please forgive me um <laughs> forgot's the uh flash of lightning by hiroku Hiro- hirokazu jun ishikawa uh yuta ogasara uh, from kirby star allies you're listening to player one here on sin with connor james and tom And what you just heard was "God Is a Circle" by Eve's Tumor. Um, You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James, and Tom. And that song was from the 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 Sweet Sixteen. Go check it out Sunday Sweets every Sunday afternoon at five PM. Uh, That was "God Is a Circle," and I bet in God of War you press a circle.
2: You do. It's on the controller. Yeah, it's on the
1: it's on that PS Five controller. It's the right one. Yeah. On the
2: deep. Yeah.
1: And it's and it's red. It is red. red. It is um, red. Speaking of things that drive us red, um, it's we've got to talk about Bethesda. We've got to talk about uh, Todd Howard. Now, yeah. Tom, before we get into this, I want to ask you, how many times have you purchased Skyrim? Twice. Okay. Actually, yeah, twice. Okay, what platforms were they for?
2: PlayStation 3. I didn't really buy that as a present. And the PC. But okay. I have two versions on the PC. Cool. Because I bought all the DLC for Skyrim on the PC... They gave me the special edition. Ah, oh, very nice. So,
1: well, I've um, I I I'm gonna confess something to mm-hmm. you, Tom. I've bought the game on four separate occasions. I love
2: you. Um, this is fantastic. Go for
1: it. <laughs> the first time on the PS3, and arguably the worst version of the game to release because there was a huge bug with the PS3 version in, involving the save files, oh. which could make the game run at sub ten frames per second in busy areas. So that, uh, I I don't know how my 16 year old self dealt with that back in the day. Yeah. Um, But then the second version of the game was the special edition on the PlayStation 4. Um, the third version of the game was the whole reason why I got a Switch to begin with was the special edition, edition on yeah. Nintendo Switch. And to close it out, um, the Xbox Series S version of the game, which added um, it got a- the FPS boost, mm-hmm. um, and recently to the Switch as well, I got the anniversary edition.
2: I was going to ask that. So you have two versions on the Switch?
1: Yes, yes. So
2: uh, a lot of people make fun of uh, Skyrim and Todd Howard for re-releasing Skyrim. It's always like, oh, new console, what's that? Skyrim Bell, I guess. So it's oh, like... but,
1: but here's the thing. Idiots like us will always purchase it. Mm-hmm. Like, people can make fun of it all we want, and every time there's a Skyrim re-release, guess what? It's going to sell.
2: Well, we're, we're going to talk about that later on after the top of the hour, um, but... There's this one thing that I wanted to talk about, which was, uh, I've got the timeline up here. Sorry, I don't know where I've put it. Oh, it's all among my notes. This is the is the guys. So you're, d- you're doing guys. the
1: Skyrim timeline? No, the Bethesda Bethes- Softworks oh. timeline. Oh, this will be interesting. i um, So,
2: like, way back in the history of Bethesda, they, oh, there's just me looking up Lil Nas X Worlds. Bayonetta 3, Coffee Works, here we go, Bethesda Softworks. Sorry, that took me a while to get there. There's a long history of Bethesda, and I would actually recommend checking it out. It's quite interesting. Um, They definitely did not start out as a game studio. But did you know, um, early on, after having received some reputation for making gridiron games in uh, 1988, EA contracted Bethesda, who no one knew about. Bethesda, of course, most of these companies a nobody at some point, EA contacted Bethesda uh, and contracted them to make uh, John Madden Football.
1: Oh, okay. Like obviously, I knew John Madden Football was back in the late eighties, but did not mm. know it was a Bethesda deal.
2: Well, uh, it wasn't actually. Oh. So uh, EA ended up uh, screwing Bethesda over. No,
1: oh, yeah, and, yeah always. Had it. Um,
2: they never released that version of the game, and EA was sued. By Bethesda, because Bethesda started to go under, like, they were fully dependent on this game going out and making them money, uh, but then, of course, since EA dropped them, they were going to go under. In fact, a lot of uh, Bethesda's history involving, uh, let's talk, Elder Scrolls was a risky time and, uh, like, a tough journey through building Arena uh, into Daggerfall and all of the kind of a strange... Uh, Elder Scrolls titles out there. I don't know, like those ones are the most known: Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion. You know, and then I guess the rest is history. Uh, which is funny because it's the more modern thing. I have always that anyway. <laughs> um, but during that time, Arena, Daggerfall, all the games prior, Bethesda had been a a typical in quote marks game studio where they were highly under crunch. They were. Uh, like underpaying staff, and we have this young developer and game designer named Todd Howard who's in the company who was highly familiar with the crunch that they were facing and the, the hardship as a company they were for, uh, under. And they crunched pretty hard to make uh, Morrowind, apparently. And Morrowind was criticized by Daggerfall fans and other RPG fans for not being uh, RPG enough and was then whatever, like, publicly accessible, but Daggerfall, uh, Morrowind, sorry, saved Bethesda.
1: Oh, 100%.
2: Yeah, so, but not enough. Then Oblivion comes around, and it's even more safe and secure as a game. It goes to consoles. Uh, uh, Morrowind went to Xbox, but a bit later, but Oblivion was designed for consoles, for a wider market, and Oblivion save saved Bethesda and put them on the map they were this company now that was recognized and Todd Howard at the time had become the lead game designer uh and was the face of the company realistically like if I said Bethesda and I was like who do you know
1: of course everyone's gonna go Todd Howard or Peter or Pete Hines
2: yeah and like Pete Hines is if you're like a bit more of a, like just a fringe more deep cut I think Todd Howard is definitely like that head and he's, he's a a veteran game designer now by this point, who's had to suffer through the fear of maybe not having a career or not having finances to support his life or, like, his family, uh, has gone through and is now starting to lead the company in design and decision directions with stuff like Skyrim. And we keep getting Skyrim. It's already made. It's buggy. It, uh, that's a cliche of Bethesda games. They're buggy. But I think that these are stories of a person who's been weathered by the horrid scenes and the work conditions of the game industry that they've now put themselves in a spot where they can make sure that the people in their family of game designers and game developers, that they can keep them safe. They can be like, you guys, we're not going to crunch for Skyrim. You've made it, we're going to release it. We're going to do all that. I I think it like, although I can totally understand Fallout 76, Fallout Shelter, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, I'm not going to speak too much on that, but they can be leechy or people might feel like they're they're highly monetized and designed to like take a lot from the consumer um but i think it's it's a journey of todd and his team trying to pull out of uh like a horribly toxic game designer like sorry game making culture and then we got starfield coming up todd howard loved Morrowind and uh, he's spoken about how he's felt the troubles of leaving behind RPG stuff and woes. And he said that Starfield is a game that he's felt the most excited about since Morrowind. Hmm. So I'm I'm excited. I think for the 50 versions of Skyrim we got, I I hope for Starfield that uh, it's been worth it.
1: I hope we get 50 versions of Starfield, but uh, you know what I also hope Starfield has? What's that? A Black Dragon by The Vines um, from the Borderlands pre-sequel soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James and Tom.
2: Mancini by Jesse Tabish is a song that you just heard, guys. We're on Player One on Sin. This segment is Aussie Classics, where Tom O'Brien, <laughs> this sexy voice, talks about an Aussie made game each week, and I think I've been hinting that I'm going to play this one, and if you can work it out from the previous song that played before Manchini, which is part of the Sin Suite 16, you can find that song on sin.org.au, as well as Sunday Suites at 5pm on Sunday, uh, along with the other great music, but the song before that was Black Dragon by the Vines, and that plays at the very start of Borderlands, the pre-sequel, uh, I was going to say probably the least liked Borderlands game.
1: It's still a good game.
2: Well, uh, yeah, but I think now with the new release of the new Tales from the Borderlands, that's probably the least liked Borderlands game, if you count it.
1: I I wouldn't, personally. I would go for what is the Borderlands formula.
2: Yeah, so we've got Borderlands 1, it's just Borderlands, Borderlands 2, Borderlands a pre-sequel, then Borderlands 3. Yes. Uh, And pre-sequel means it takes place before the sequel, but it's still a sequel... so the first
1: one. So 1.5, essentially.
2: Yeah, like, a, what is it, Lion King one and a half? yeah If you guys have seen that, love that movie. No,
1: I haven't, but you you, you get our... You, you catch our drift.
2: So this game, Borderlands of Precicle, unlike its predecessors, was made by 2K Australia. Did you know about that branch, I did. Of 2K Australia?
1: I did know about that, specifically from this game.
2: So 2K Australia uh, is responsible... Responsible, I guess, in quote marks, for co- uh, like assisting in development of four games before this. Okay. And they were actually a studio... Even before that, they were bought by 2K. Uh, and they were called Irrational Games Australia.
1: Oh. And what they made they... Freedom
2: Force, Tribes Vengeance, and SWAT 4.
1: Oh, okay. I thought Irrational Games was... Wasn't it... Was Didn't Irrational do Bioshock?
2: Well, there you go. So they actually, yeah, the... Um, They, Irrational Games, were also a Boston studio, but this is Irrational Games Australia. Ah. So when they became 2K Australia, they assisted in the development of Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and Bioshock Infinite.
1: Okay, cool.
2: So that's two of them. And then also the Bureau, XCOM Declassified.
1: Ah, yes. Who remembers that one? Well,
2: that was the beginning of the the downfall, I guess. Oh,
1: no, don't say that. Because
2: Borderlands of Pre-Sequel was the last game made by 2K Australia.
1: Yeah, like, I, I don't think the game sold overly well. I don't
2: think it did well at all. No, um, it was still a good game. It was like, by as the kids would say, mid.
1: I don't know. I liked it a bit. Yeah,
2: I think, like, critical reception versus, like, people Person- like yeah, us. Yeah, people like
1: us. Yeah. Like, I. I do remember actually picking this game up on launch on the PS3 back in the day, Yeah. because I was genuinely excited for it, because this was my peak Borderlands fandom. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to pick up the There's new." There's a claptrap one. in it. Yeah, you get to play as a claptrap. What's not to love? And then with the added DLC stuff, you get for
2: the, the handsome Jack clone.
1: Yes, for future editions.
2: And also the um, uh, the Baroness or something, and she's like, she's cold.
1: Yes, um, and plus the game is very accessible nowadays through the Handsome Collection. Oh, is it um, part of the
2: Handsome Collection? Yeah,
1: it's um, it's the Borderlands 2 and pre-sequel is part of the Borderlands, um, Borderlands Handsome 1. Collection, specifically the Handsome Collection. Oh, okay, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Switch version, they did... I think it was, it included Borderlands 1 as like the, if you bought the physical edition, Borderlands 1 was the cartridge. And then the Handsome Collection um, was the download code. And that was for Borderlands 2 and the pre sequel. Um, fun fact about this game the civilians in the game are all voiced by the developers. And they just came up with like silly Aussie lines that you could think of. It's
2: fun to listen to. I think as an Australian, you're like, wow, these are, this is really, it feels authentic. I it, think that's one of the things. This is a very Australian game when you play it.
1: It makes all the sense in the world, but Tom, I wanna to ask you a question. Ask away. Oh, what makes a good man by uh, the heavy by the by the Borderlands <laughs> pre-sequel original soundtrack?
2: Yeah, so this is the heavy always do a borderlands song. And this is this is their Borderlands the pre circle song. Here on Player One.
1: I'll see seeing... Oh no! Tom's on the floor. <laughs> I'm, um, trying,
2: I'm trying. i to keep my cool, but every oh time no. I try to keep my cool, I lose it again. You uh, just keep
1: going just, back and forth I by do. Jade. Imagine part of Sin's Sweet 16 playlist on Sin every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. Go check it out. Sunday sweets. It's a great show. You know what else is
2: great? Well, what's I great, think Tom? Our social media is great, and you might be like, "Well, what do you want?" Oh, we're at Play One Sin. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and now. We're on YouTube. I mean, we've always been on YouTube, but at player one sin is our tag on yes, YouTube. Yes,
1: you can search us up through that tag and it will lead you directly to us. And
2: on YouTube, you know, we don't, we don't just make videos, which happens every now and then because we're radio. It's a bit weird. I'll put like a little smiley face for just this bit of audio and upload it to YouTube. No, um, we make playlists of all of the music that we play on the show. So if you missed something, if you want to know what it was, or even if you're listening to this episode as a podcast, you can go back to our YouTube, find our playlist, find the week, find the season. There it is. There's all the music.
1: Oh, fantastic! But Tom, as well, if they if they don't have the time to watch us on video and they just want to listen to us, you know, maybe on a commute, where they where can they find us?
2: Uh, we're at Player One on Omni, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Like, if you can't find us, just hit us up. We'll be like, oh, here's a little link.
1: Yeah, here's a cheeky link for you.
2: Uh, now, of course, it's top of the hour 2.
1: Yes. Electric Boogaloo. Yes, that's absolutely correct. In fact, it is uh, nearly quarter past 10 in the evening. We've
2: got the quiz coming up. And we're also going to be talking about remi- remakes. I was going to say remixes.
1: Oh, remixes, remakes, you know, ports, the works.
2: Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I guess I'm coming at this with a cheery perspective, but for some reference, I've used these services before myself, so I, I, I always find it's important to share. If you're facing hardship, or if the world, I don't know, just at any state of mind, I think it's important to take care of yourself mentally and physically. Uh, so if you need to, you can reach out to Beyond Blue at one 22636, the Kids Helpline at one 1800 and Q Life Helpline at one eight hundred one eight four five two seven. And all those you can also check out on the internet. They have great resources and great like chat rooms. You don't need to just talk to someone on the phone. I know talking on the phone could be overwhelming but you understand what i mean
1: yeah 100%. oh wait
2: you know what I, I thought this said you get it i thought the next song was you get it it's not it's you can get it which definitely would have been an awful segue <laughs> i was gonna say you know what i mean connor you you get it nope you can get it uh by across k flay it's part of the of 5 playlist guys it's explicit so if you're a kid turn it down on player one on sin.
1: And what you just heard was Ricky by Wiki um, with Subjects with an JXT and featuring YL. You're listening to Player One here on Sin with Connor, James, and Tom. And that was a part of the Sin's Sweet 16 playlist here on Sin. Go check it out every Sunday afternoon at 5 p.m. Now, we talked about how many times we purchased Skyrim. And Tom, we got to ask each other, like. We are both suckers for capitalism and great games it's, that keep getting remastered, remade. Yeah, you know, why? Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? I
2: don't know. I was walking down the street the other day, and someone bumped into me, and they said, "Play one, play one," and they handed me a piece of paper, and they ran off. And I opened the piece of paper and said, y- "You're poopy." And they said, "Why are they remaking Horizon Zero Dawn? It just came out, and then they."
1: Okay. I yeah. That one. They I... were gone. You know what? The fog. That one I actually kind of... I do agree with to an extent because, yeah, the game's still fairly recent, like 2017. Yeah, something like, like that. He, okay. People kicked up a fuss about The Last of Us getting a... Last of Us Part 1. or guess, Last of yeah. Us Part 1 getting remastered. I just
2: It's got three versions, did you know?
1: Yes, it's got the original PS3 version. you got The Last of Us remastered on PS4, which can also be played on PS5 with um, performance boosts yeah um and then on top of that yeah the the complete remaster but i think the biggest thing between those two is you have distinct differences in game feel between part one remastered and the last of us remastered on the playstation 4 Mm. um the part one remaster is going to potentially feel like a good mixture of the last of us part two and the remastered yeah i think the
2: the part of that is like when they're making the first Last of Us, they didn't know what Last of Us 2 was going to look like yep. and everything involved with that. Uh, so the, this is kind of feels more like a bit more aware of what's to come. Yes. And design. I think that
1: it's, you know what? I think it's a necessary upgrade to The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, You know, of course, Skyrim, I've bought it four times. You've bought it twice. Like, that's fine and dandy. Um, another game that I uh, keeps getting remastered and... Or, or ported um, rather, um, Borderlands himself has had several different ports Which is funny in that we're future generations. About before as well. Yeah, yeah, you Borderlands know, has got a
2: lot of ports. Like, Um, we've
1: got each um, up, actually, yeah, Borderlands, Borderlands 2 and Pre-Sequel all have PS3 and Xbox 360 and have all been pushed to PS4 with um, Borderlands being its own standalone game and 2 and Pre-Sequel being a part of the Handsome Collection, which also moved up um, to the Switch in 2020. Um, Games like Deadly Premonition got a brand new port with a little bit of upgrades to the Switch. What about, like...
2: Sega collections with oh all the, all god! Like...
1: How many times has Sonic been ported and yeah. remastered and hundreds, remade? Hundreds. Like and with
2: like old Atari games, like old uh, like arcade classics. Mega well. Man,
1: yeah, Mega Man. I
2: think Mega Man, yeah, Final Fantasy.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know what? The Final Fantasy remake was such a necessary addition to the series itself. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to. Remake those games from scratch. Oh, and, yeah, and remaster, and they're different. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent different in terms of game feel. Um I don't think what else like
2: Bioshock.
1: Yeah that that uh, that that's a good one. That's been ported quite a bit.
2: Yeah, they made like HD versions of that. Uh, but why do we keep buying them?
1: Because we all want to. Well, partially because nostalgia. Do you think nostalgia? Sometimes they're not going to be. Our consoles are going to be outdated, so we want to get the brand new version of the game. Yeah, Um, Skyrim. I bought the I bought the game on Switch because I wanted to play it portably. You know,
2: I admittedly bought Call of Duty Cold War out of the hope that they would remaster old zombies maps. Did they? No. Oh, okay. They sort of did, not for the hope that I really. I just want to transit. I think now, as well, part of me is like, oh, at the time, as a kid, these games weren't able to live up. They had such ambitions for yeah. hardware. And now the hardware exists. People are like, oh,
1: come on, come here. And that's why I'm very excited for something like a Silent Hill 2 remake, because now we get to really see horror in the horror of Silent Hill 2 in what was an already beautiful game on the PlayStation 2, but now we get to see that to the umpteenth degree um, on the PS5 itself. Um, I love how... Resident Evil Two and Three remakes got the visual remo- like the visual changes that were necessary, but yeah. um, like we could go on about this well, for. <laughs> I want to talk
2: about this next Ooh. song that's coming up. Yes, please um, do. Ginger Island is what's going to be playing next by Concerned Eight from the Stardew Valley 1.5 update original soundtrack. Uh I was talking with a fan, a friend of the show, who loves Stardew Valley, but they've only played it on their phone and. Version 1.5, massive update for the game hasn't even come out yet on mobile, oh, wow. and it came out a few years ago. Uh, so we got this lovely soundtrack from the island. This is for you, Maddie, just so you can finally enjoy, I guess, what the island sounds like. Because, well, mobile has been kind of forgotten about. But here, you guys, the rest of you are on Player One on Sin.
1: Only One by Nick Hakim. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James, and Tom. Now, guys. It's 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 probably our favourite part of the show. We got the quiz, boys. Who's ready for some quizzing? Yeah, Tom's ready for some quizzing. James, you're ready for some quizzing. You guys ready for some quizzing, guys? Let me, hear, let, me hear you, let me hear you say yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. There we Sorry, go. Sorry, I was Perfect. just fixing the microphone. Yeah, we're like... Oh, yeah, now that we have a spare microphone just lying in the room, now I, I, I could do stereo. You could can can do, I stereo, can do stereo I've got two microphones pointing at my voice right now to hopefully this will fix that ringing it issue. It did. It's gone. It's gone. No, it's gone. Though, it was We've just your it. mic. It is. Now I've replaced it and spanned the other one like 180 degrees the other well, way. Well,
1: fantastic. We're going to be spinning 180 with this quiz. Co- so we know we all know how this goes. You buzz with your names. The first one that says it gets the it gets the answer. If you fail, you fail. If you get it, you get the point. Whoever wins gets to host next week's quiz. Now, question one. Oh, going going right, going
3: right We're into we going it.
1: right into it. How many platforms did the Resident Evil Four Chainsaw Controller feature in? Tom. Tom. One. Okay. Uh, what is that platform? GameCube. Okay, James?
3: May I ask as someone who hasn't played Resident Evil, what is the Resident Evil controller?
1: So it mm-hmm. is basically a chainsaw controller. So it's you hold it like a chainsaw, but there are buttons like on it. Phys-
3: like phys- it's a physical controller? It not is a physical inc- controller. Okay. It's a yep.
1: limited edition. Yep. Very I do, expensive. I do
2: know um, it, and I do know... I'm not going to talk much about it. Okay. Okay, I'm guessing...
3: Th- I'm trying to think of consoles, though, that... So GameCube era. Yeah, probably um, like Atari. I'm going to say like Sega Genesis. I'm going to say say that. I'm going to say two consoles. Okay. I'm going to include the GameCube. Okay. Um That's not fair.
1: <laughs> you
3: help. Thank so you. So keep going. I'm not uh, GameCube it. and you know, let's just do a Sega Genesis.
1: <laughs> oh, James, you were you were almost like you were actually kind of get moving in the right direction. Um <laughs> <three>? <laughs> So, it released... The, the controller released on the GameCube, yes. So, I'm going to give you both a point for that. Um, but the the platform that you failed to mention was the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I thought... It was it, a PlayStation, PlayStation 2 PlayStation version. Two. James, yeah. I really thought you were going to go for yeah, that.
2: Sega Genesis is not the right no.
1: generation.
3: I, I don't really know yeah. my... I'm, I'm not into... Oh, I knew. That's I don't know why the I classic said, say, consoles, Atari. Because you're going to throw me oh, around. GameCube like, I, I knew
1: Atari was off. Like, I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not that silly, but... <laughs> yeah. Well... Question two, here's something that was silly. Um, What replaced the Rumble feature on the original PS3 controller?
2: Replaced.
1: On the original.
2: They got rid of it.
1: But what replaced it on the original PS3 controller? The. Rumble. What replaced the Rumble in the original PS3 controller? So
2: when they went from PlayStation 2, the DualShock 2 lost Rumble for the DualShock 3
1: but what replaced it in the original run? They did eventually add it, but what was replacing it?
2: This is so strange. I have um, no idea.
3: I'm going to take a Go wild for it. Go shot. James. Um, like
1: NFC scanners? Incorrect. Tom, will you at least have a stab at this?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to say uh, that like it had a little speaker.
1: Both of you are incorrect. Uh, six axis motion controls. That, oh, right. that doesn't make sense. So, so they, uh, it doesn't make
2: sense. Replace it, they're like, oh, well, we can't fit rumble because six axis motion control. Yeah,
1: they eventually added it in anyway. Well, <laughs> But the original run of PS3 controllers did not have that rumble. That was my
2: thought. It was like, oh, okay, is it in case if a game has a rumble-esque moment? Mm, they're like, so, better use that six axis motion control.
1: Yeah, both of you still on one point each. They which...
2: tell the player shake the remote. You're playing like Kill Zone 3, and they're like, oh, shake the controller now.
1: Well, question three Dual
2: Sense is the best controller. Sorry.
1: How many colored buttons were on the Guitar Hero DS controller? So, if you recall, Guitar Hero. You better not be going to Dr. No, Google. No, I just received uh, a text message. <laughs> so for those who may not be aware, for the Guitar Hero games on DS, you had, a, you had like a peripheral that would go into the GBA slot, but there were four buttons on it replacing five, and there was a colour missing. Who wants to guess what colours were on that controller?
3: Okay, I'm going to go James. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go... Red, mm-hmm. green, mm-hmm. and blue, RGB.
1: Okay, there's one more. There's you said four, oh, not it's four, oh,
3: no, four. Four, Okay, um, yellow.
1: James, you are right on the oh, money. that's no, yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's no. all four of them. They red, blue, of green, of orange, and yellow. Red. That's correct. Because no. Uh, no, there was no way you were going to be able to do that with no. the position of your it hand.
2: Plugged into the bottom of the yeah the Game Boy slot. So it was very
1: difficult to play, but it was the only Guitar Hero that I could really nail expert in. So, James, you get a point for that one. Well done. Yay! Now, this should be more modern for people. Um, what replaced the start and select buttons on the PS4 controller?
2: Oh, okay, Tom. Yep. Uh, share and start. It's still start. Oh, there's also oh, there's, there's a, the p- panel that you can press.
1: Get, Options is called now. There you go. I, was, I wanted. Exact I still call it
2: start because it does the same thing. It's
1: exactly right. But I but needed exact phrasing. Share does the same
2: thing. It's, but
1: right on the money there, you Tom. Get the big Options panel. and share. And I played
2: too much PlayStation.
1: For I, someone...
2: I, don't have, I don't have any
3: more PlayStation <laughs> time. Yeah, I'm, point, I'm shooting my shot
2: I'm on the dark the
1: here. For, for someone who uh, was a PlayStation kid all the way, mm-hmm. um, it was a shock to the system to see Start and Select be buried. Oh, uh,
2: right. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I would keep pressing options yep. anytime they're like, press Select, because they still meant the big panel in some games. I was like...
1: 100%. Uh. But... You know what? That's, that's, we're halfway through, guys. We're halfway mm. through. Uh, Tom, you're on two. James, you're also on two. You're doing good, guys. We're Thank tied. You. Doing good. I feel good. Yeah, you're doing good, guys. Doing good. And then coming up, uh, both of you are not alone. Uh, the Tech Thieves from Roller Champions playlist. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James, and Tom. And that was Anything You Like by Winton Apartisan Sweet Sixteen Playlist. Go check it out. Sunday sweets at every every Sunday afternoon at five PM. Wow, what a relaxing song. That was very nice. Very peaceful. It was um, great. Yeah, but what's gonna be really hardcore right now is the second half of the quiz. <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> uh, Get hype. Let's go.
2: So what's the score at the moment? I'm on two.
1: It's it's two apiece. And I'm also on two. It's oh. two apiece. We got you know, for a recap, uh You both got a single point for guessing the GameCube in the RA4 Chainsaw controller. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's something, that's something. Yes, and you both absolutely flopped when it came to the 6-axis controller. Mm -hmm. Uh, James, you were right on the money when it came to the Guitar Hero DS uh, controller.
3: RGB, let's go. Yeah, and
1: (laughs) Tom, you got the PS4 controller right with the removal of Start and Select. Yeah,
2: and they're still not there on the... Dual sense. Also, just need to double check. Is there a theme to this?
1: Ah, uh, yes, there was.
2: It's controllers. Yeah. Accessory controller accessories. Pretty controller much, yeah.
1: yeah. You know what, Tom? Yeah, you get a point for that. There <laughs> you go. Three, two. The lead. There we go. There we go. All right, question five. What was the uh, controller add-on featured in Wii Sports Resort? Tom. Uh, t- Tom, you're right on it.
2: Uh, Motion Sense Plus. It goes on the bottom with the nunchuck hole well, is... But I need
1: exact phrasing here.
2: Oh.
1: I need um, exact phrasing. Um, okay. Tom,
2: L- what is it? What Tom, you're going to... So, yeah. I th- okay, well, I guess that doesn't... Wait, what did you say? That sucks. What did you say? So I said motion sense plus. No.
3: Okay. James, the Wii motion sense plus. No, I think Or Wii motion plus.
1: To... You, no? You... F- you... You flubbed it, James. Oh. It was the Wii Motion Plus, but I'm not going to count it. Wii Motion that. Plus, no I'm, sense. Not, I'm not going to count your second attempt there. You flubbed it. it.
2: Yeah, and then they, it became a standard part it, of the it Wii bec- controller. It that's
1: yeah. 100% correct. Yeah. That's 100% correct there, but that's not a question here. Yeah. Um. Okay, true or false, you can only play Mario Kart Wii in motion controls. Uh, James, Tom. James, you're first that, that false. you yeah. are one hundred percent correct there. You can use traditional button controls.
3: I, I don't I personally
2: don't use motion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you I know I need that All right. one. Alright, so three Do you use motion. Um I, I didn't realise that you could use standard button controls with, and an analog stick with it. So I did always use motion controls. Yeah. Um but guys, it's it's three apiece. It's still very tight here. Oh, it is very tight. Question seven. Now this might be a little bit tricky.
3: Okay. Thanks
1: for the warning. Which Xbox Kinect game forces you to use both motion controls and the Xbox 360 controller?
2: Oh, interesting. Now,
1: you don't have to get the exact name of the title. I will take the series. Xbox 360? Yes. So Xbox Kinect.
3: Well, the Xbox One also had the Kinect. Yeah, but eh, no one
1: remembers that one.
3: Yeah. Um...
1: James, um, it
2: wasn't Star Wars, was it?
1: No, it was not, Tom.
2: Well, there was a bunch of Star Wars games that came with Connect, actually. Yeah, and
1: you could dance to one yeah, of them.
2: Yeah, the dance one, this Han Solo, has got a, yeah. a good one. Um, I'm Han Solo, I'm Han Solo, yeah, I'm,
1: for, I'm Han Solo, Solo.
2: Uh, Tom, I only really remember the adventure games, but it's probably not one of those, so...
1: Okay, I'm going to... Kinect
2: Adventure,
1: that's what I'm going to say. Uh, No, it was Steel Battalion Heavy Armour. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I don't even... it, you, you basically piloted a tank which advised you to bo- use both Kinect sensors How and well Xbox 3. Sorry?
3: How old well does it go? Um,
1: Dreadfully. It's one of the worst games ever made. Um, um,
3: lovely. That's why I've never heard of it.
1: So, Okay. Now, this one's gonna this one's getting we're getting into wacky territory here for Whoa. the final one. remember it's three apiece
3: So that's the tiebreaker.
1: yes now I, I'm going to ask for a, ve- a dollar amount here for this one and a bonus for what you think the controller is. what is the most expensive controller to date?
2: So James. do you mean is this including spin-offs?
1: This is including everything.
2: Okay.
3: okay. So and we're it,
1: talking like the we're not and, talking just retail.
3: Okay. And also just one thing to verify: is it have to be an official controller, or is it third? Are we including third-party controllers? We're including everything. Okay, I know third. I know some third-party. So party say it.
2: Um, if you know them, say them. That's the point of the quiz. We're on. The, we're live on air, James. People I'm, are listening to. You. I'm an R. Okay, They're James. Thinking, does he even know what he's talking about? I don't um, think so. Tom. 299 Wait, what?
1: Okay, James, you're going to say $299. Oh, the price? Yes, we're gonna we're oh. talking dollar amounts.
2: Okay, I was like in my head, I'm like, oh, is this the wee the gold Wii that the, the queen got her Wii Moat? Or like the Taco Bell gold? No, okay, cool. Let's make a pizza or whatever. Oh, uh, no, American.
1: we can you can include any of them. That's no, fine. I mean, I we're talking, we're going... talking
2: money. Uh, I'm going to say around $5,000 or something. Okay. $200 is way too cheap in my opinion.
1: Especially because,
2: like, a standard PlayStation 5 controller costs half of that.
1: You're both wrong. Okay. So, firstly, the controller itself was a 12-carat solid gold (laughs) Xbox series controller Mm -hmm. that um, this was not made by a company. This was made basically for a YouTube video. Yeah. Linus uh, Tech... Linus from Linus Tech Tips got of to course. have a bit of a hold on it. Of course, Linus. Um, it is hands practically on it. unusable, mm-hmm. and it values at eighty-seven thousand dollars. And this is solid gold Which piece. Does mean
2: I'm the closest, technically speaking. Technically,
1: yes. So, Tom, I will give you that point. But l- let's be honest here. That is more of a pity point because both of you were nowhere near close. Um, Tom, congratulations, you won the quiz. James, thank thanks for thank trying. You thank re- you, thank you, thank you put you. in a good effort there. So I feel like that. James,
2: you've won one quiz. No, it was it was a tie. It
3: wasn't oh. a win. It
2: was a tie. I'm not. Were you were you out-run. one point behind me? Would we have been a tie? I'd four uh, points,
3: five points. I no, I was either you tied with two. you or behind.
1: Yeah, either way, James. Okay. Thanks for trying. You you did your best, but that's, that's what
3: they say every time.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Um, you know. Coming up next, listen, I know you, James, just take a moment. I know it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You'll get there eventually. One day. One day you'll get (laughs) a win. But coming up, we've got Rude Buster by Toby Fox for the Delta Rune original soundtrack. You're listening to Player One on Sin with Connor, James, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to Player One
3: on Sin. But while I may be saying welcome back, it is time. It is 10. Oh, it's even—it's it's 11, eleven o'clock, 11. right on the dot. That means, it's—it's it's, our time is up here, guys. Player one it. on sin. Where it's the end of the show.
2: Yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling great, feeling hyped. Shout out to everyone who's made it this far. I really love that too. I love to think that people have listened along. It just makes me happy and wholesome. I love that people enjoy listening to us rant about video games. Are our talks even valid? I mean, I think yes, because I'm. Chronically obsessed it, with playing games, so yeah, we get like that. That's a really good thing about here. We like this is your
3: place. once a week show where we get to talk about video games on air That yeah. that's playing out of whatever speakers can exist because radio is like, yeah, people get to still learn everywhere. I
2: have bad takes because I like Fallout 76, and I think Todd Howard is a morally complex individual. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we but we yeah, we we definitely have fun here we
3: do like to do things. If you do want to find us on other platforms outside of live platforms, or maybe you're listening to us on in the future on the podcast platforms, those being Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Omni. Um, you can also find us on any of the social media platforms at player one sin, that being TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and play one, because YouTube also recently introduced an update where you can actually just search a handle, and I managed to grab the Player One Sin handle really quickly. So oh, it's scary, scary for if someone else. else. We could actually yeah, now just go YouTube.com/slash/at/PlayerOneSin, and then that is the YouTube link. No longer X Y B Z six at nine yada yada. Um, but, yeah, we're at the end of the show. Um, obviously, if you want to find bonus content on the podcast platforms, you can find that there. There's going to be more content coming up later throughout the season. We're just editing through all of that now. But, guys, we're wrapping up. We're here. We're closing. We're about to say good night. Farewell. Hasta la vista. Um, Any other things you want to say before the world hears? The final things you have to say.
1: Bubsy 3D forever.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something that might be controversial. I feel like I haven't heard anyone say this in a very long time. And
3: what's that controversial thing you have to say? Baba ba <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Guys, you have been listening to Player One on Sin. And before we go... We're going to leave you with our mega mix of the evening, that being the Zelda Breath of the Wild credits. You've been listening to Player One on sin.